And I felt like the people that were attending, everybody was just sort of battle-scarred by all the changes in fashion. COVID changed it all. Remote work from home changed it all. Economics changed it all. And quite frankly, the internet changed it all. You know what? I'm going to ask you this question. When is the last time you went shopping? Physically shopping. I think I went shopping at Bergdorf's in New York about two to three years ago. And I didn't like the experience. Hey, everybody. This is Diane Gilman formerly known as the Jean Queen, but now the proud host of my podcast, Too Young to Be Old. Well, this is Fashion Thursdays with Diane. What are we talking about? New York Fashion Week. So I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I don't want to blow anybody's fashion fantasy bubble. But let me tell you, I attended this weekend. It was very interesting. I'm not going to say it was inspirational. I'm not going to say I walked away from the runways dreaming of my next couture outfit. It was more about the audience. But let me say something, because I want to give credit where credit is due. An influencer, a mega influencer like Kim Kardashian. What a genius. Just create your own reality. She shows up at Paris Fashion Week, which, trust me, is no different than New York Fashion Week. It's all about tired magazine editors, under-stress store buyers. This is not an easy industry fashion to navigate right now. She shows up at shows in full drag evening dress and million dollar diamond necklaces and their floor length and you'd be wearing them to the Oscars to accept an award or give out an award or the Emmys or or the Grammys. That is not for real. And you know what? Fashion shouldn't be for real. Fashion should be for dreaming. And I remember as a little girl, because I loved fashion so much always, oh, you would just wait for those Paris couture shows. And it was Dior and the new look, which was cinched in waist, never good for me. I was always chubby. Big full midi skirt, hard to navigate in this world today, getting on and off subways and whatever. Um, it would be little pillbox hats. It would be gloves. It would be, I mean, and you couldn't run fast enough to try and put together that look for yourself. And actually, you didn't have any choice. Because if you were going to appear to be fashion-minded or modern or sophisticated, You had to follow that look, had to. But there is none of that look anymore. Everything in fashion, I believe, that has been invented, has been recirculated 
a million times. Okay, so I show up for fashion show and it's, oh, we're sitting in the first row. And so I think, wow, I really have to put it together. And I, Okay, the space itself I've been in before because it's a performance space and it's way down by the um, Hudson River, but not meatpacking and not Hudson Yards. It's kind of like this at night on a Saturday, sort of deserted, weird vibe, urban street. And we're all standing out there waiting for the doors to open. We get in. It's all black inside. The ceiling, the walls, the floor, the chairs. Okay. First row, la, la, la. I kind of know the people. I know two or three people to the left of me. I came there with them. I know someone to the right of me. No one's dressed up. No one. Now, these are all fashion professionals. This is what they do with their lives. They attend these shows. Maybe they're bloggers and they're writing about them. Maybe they're fashionistas and they're influencers. There were certainly representatives from every single fashion magazine there and major retailers. Can I tell you what? For everything you see and you're led to believe is important, everybody, including me, I was wearing black and cream. That was it. Everybody else was wearing maybe a beige trench coat, a black trench coat, and an all-black outfit. I think I was one of the brightest color stories there because I had a cream layering piece. Well, it didn't help that the weather was 60 degrees Fahrenheit, February 10th evening. So what I picked out to wear a couple of weeks before, because I'm a super planner, um, I would have melted in. I thought, okay, it's going to be February 10th. It's going to be freezing. No, it was an all-time record. So first thing I say is global warming blows fashion planning right out the window. And actually, this for the first time this year ever, I did not buy a new puffer jacket. just wasn't cold enough. But now let's get back to the show again. So. Everything is all black. And it takes a little while to fill the place up. And we're all sitting there. And I would tell you there was not one outfit in that audience because I really had a bird's eye row seat. I must say it was a good seat. Um, where I said, oh, my God, I wish I looked like that. Oh, that just makes my heart beat faster. Oh, my God, I've got to walk over to that person and ask them, where did you get that coat? Where did you get that bag? Where did you get that sweater? No, no. As a matter of fact, woman sitting two seats down from me who knew us said, oh, yeah, I was at a party, fashion party, way too late last night. Too many martinis. Yeah, I just grabbed what was on my chair, which was an oversized leather jacket, a T-shirt, and a pair of super wide leg jeans. That's life today. Life today is almost anti-fashion. It's cool not to be fashionable if you're in the fashion industry, and if that makes 
any sense to you at all. So where do we get our inspiration from? We sat and we watched the fashion show. I would say every outfit was probably a minimum of $10,000 for two to three pieces. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, really? Hey, where would I wear it? Not sure. B, do I have occasions for that? Lots of full-length evening gowns. No, I'm not going to be a mother of the bride. And, you know, pre-COVID, there used to be a lot of formal parties in New York around holiday season. Now, there's virtually like one, maybe two. It wasn't the kind of brand that does a great blazer, which is always, you know, my number one go-to piece because it hides the spare tire around the middle of my body. Um, It was just sort of pieces that kind of went together. I liked the easy pull-on pant, but I'm not a big fan of wide pants because I have a big waist and I don't want to show off a narrow top which is how you have to balance, narrow on top, wide on the bottom. I'm good for the reverse. And that was not what this brand was about. And, you know, there was, there were times in Fashion Week where I would see a piece or two, like Maison Margiela, where it really made your heart sing, where you thought to yourself, Thank God talent is alive. Oh, my God, that piece is so beautiful. Just beautiful, like a work of art. Nothing here made my heart sore. And I felt like the people that were attending, everybody was just sort of battle-scarred by all the changes in fashion. COVID changed it all. Remote work from home changed it all. Economics changed it all. And quite frankly, the internet changed it all. You know what? I'm going to ask you this question. When is the last time you went shopping? Physically shopping. I think I went shopping at Bergdorf's in New York about two to three years ago. And I didn't like the experience. Nobody had any customers. Everyone was staring like, oh my God, I could actually make a sale. I felt very self-conscious. I used to love to just drift through stores and dream, oh, where could I wear this? Where could I wear that? Looking at all these beautiful, creative, wild clothes. But that era of wearing wild and creative just isn't happening anymore. At least it isn't in New York City. In New York City, it's almost addressed down to the point of, I don't want so much attention paid to me. The streets are too crazy. Crime is too crazy. Yeah. And so I wore a very conservative outfit. I wore these necklaces, but a little bit more. I was going to wear this turtleneck, which was cashmere, but too warm. And I was going to wear kind of this great faux fur thing, but again, too warm. So I wound up wearing a spring jacket and it was black, naturally, my fallback color with black skinny pants, super skinny and black 
really long-toed black suede loafers and a black YSL purse, Yves Saint Laurent, that matched these gold earrings, hardware on it. That was it. It was simple. It was direct. And I actually did that because the collection that we were seeing, which is called Form, F-F-O-R-M-E, is all about black and ivory. They don't really do much color. This time they got brave and did like a little kind of mud brown. But I realized after watching this, and the audience was actually as interesting, if not more interesting than the show itself, that even fashion people don't really follow fashion anymore. It's utilitarian. It's very often monotonal. No jewelry. I saw no dazzling jewelry there at all. As a matter of fact, in the row I was sitting in, I think I was the only female that was even wearing necklaces or earrings. Everybody was wearing black or black and really oversized baggy jeans, which I can't carry off at all. And you know something? I thought to myself, yeah, leave it leave it at Kim Kardashian. Let let women believe that fashion is still dreamy and still aspirational and beautiful and magical and a fantasy world and fantastical because it doesn't really exist. So you ask yourself, what is important to you? For me, and certainly for a woman in her 70s, I've got all kinds of challenges about getting dressed and being comfortable at the same time and being able to navigate any outfit and having it be practical. You know what? I have to admit to myself, as much as I try to believe in color and happy, and guess what? I just keep going back to dignified basics. So I asked myself a question while I was sitting there waiting for the show to begin and seeing that the only color I saw in any of these magazine editors or influencers, number one was black and number two was like trench coat beige because a lot of the men were wearing trench coats. Ah, and the one piece of news, the one piece of news from the shows, men were coming to these fashion shows in skirts. Yeah, men in skirts. Okay. Don't ask me anything else about that. But if I had to say there was one thing that looked new, that was definitely it. Um, I thought to myself, what if, if I had to put together one closet that would last me for the next 20 years, for the rest of my life, and that's what I had to have. What if I moved out of my beloved duplex and I really had to deal with one regular sized closet? What would I put in it? 
And I realized that, you know what? As many closets as I have and as many choices as I have, I choose the same things all the time. So number one choice, the perfect blazer. Now, that blazer works for business meetings. It works for any kind of social event. It works for a restaurant. That, to me, is like a piece of body armor. You've got to have it. Now, it doesn't mean you need to pay a fortune for it, but you definitely want something that's constructed correctly, that can go through a million dry cleanings, that always comes back into shape. Fabric doesn't get a shine on it from being pressed. Super important. Two colors in that blazer. A trench coat, very light beige. And, of course, da-da, black. A really good blazer can last a lifetime. And I think after the age of 50 years old, um, that's where you want to start collecting those important pieces and knowing that, trust me, a blazer can get a little shorter or a little longer. Occasionally, there'll be a new style, like the Balmain double-breasted, big gold button style. And then you're able to buy that at a reasonable price a year, year and a half later. And it doesn't go out of style for 10 years or 20 years. Those are the kind of pieces you want to put your fashion budget into. Now, you may have an influencer who you follow. Oh, you may have a series of influencers you follow. One for really hip-hop style, one for sporty style, one for corporate style, um, one for suburban style. For someone like me, and I was in fashion all my life, I would love an influencer I could follow. But for us white-haired girls... Uh, there's virtually nobody, and we also, and I always say this, don't even have our own celebrities to follow on the red carpet. It's not like, oh, so-and-so wore that. Oh, my God, what a great dress. I have a, a spring event or spring wedding to go to. That I'm going to look for that look. We don't have anybody, so we're sort of all by ourselves there. Number two. Number one, perfect blazer. Number two. The ideal trench coat. Oh, yeah. You know what? I love a good trench coat. It is like a calling card that says, yeah, I'm minimal. I'm cool. I'm put together. I'm contemporary, but with kind of a retro flair to it. And I always tell the story. I was out in Las Vegas for a QVC HSN convention. It had to be 20 years ago. I had a minute to kill. I went into Zara's. They had a sales rack. There was an incredible double-breasted trench coat. Very, very 70s, wide lapel. But, you know, really sleek and plain. $17. I'm still wearing it today. It is still my number one trench coat choice. But there are a lot of different trench coat styles to wear out there. Um, I bought an Alexander McQueen trench coat on sale recently that had a peplum built into it and, and fancy in the back. But a good trench coat means you can wear a cream sweater. You can wear a soft pastel sweater underneath it, too. Looks 
fabulous with a pair of skinny jeans, looks fabulous with a pair of black leggings and fashion sneakers. Those are the kind of pieces I want. I'm going to call them pivotal pieces. They can look back or look forward, but they're always good in the present. Then I like to think to myself, okay, the perfect white shirt. You can't go wrong. Now, for me, that's a little difficult because I like to use self-tanner in the summertime. I use it on my neck and my chest, and it always gets on a white shirt. So my advice is if you kind of do the same thing, you don't go out in the sun, but you get your color from a bottle. Um, there are some great white shirts from people like Uniglow where they're $19. And if they need to be expendable, they can be. But at least you've got that fashion basic. And then I like to fill out the neckline with necklaces like this. So, I mean, you can't beat it. And that's something that gets perfectly layered under that trench coat. Now, the other thing I love and I think is multi-seasonal is a perfect cashmere sweater set. So I get the cardigan. I'm liking little V-neck cardigans now rather than the round neck cardigan and either a turtleneck. I just got this. J. Crew. Um, or it can be a crew neck. I, I because... I've got a more aged neck. I feel better covering my neck and having that color flow up into my face. But pardon me for hiccuping. I get J. Crew washable cashmere. So I avoid the dry cleaning bills and I can wear it again literally the next day. And it always looks rich and enriches an outfit. So that perfect. And I like. Honestly, I got it this time sleeveless. So sleeveless cashmere turtleneck. So now this is going to be my spring outfit builder. I'm going to be able to wear it with jeans. I'm going to be able to wear it with a black pointy knit legging. I'll wear it under the trench coat, especially in a situation where maybe I'm out and about and I'm not going to take the coat off. I'm going from a store to a restaurant, whatever. I can certainly wear it with my favorite blazers too. And the other thing I like about uh, a turtleneck being sleeveless is I'm going to admit it. I've got chubby upper arms. So I don't want to fill out a blazer and make my arms look bigger with, and cashmere is bulky, a bulky sleeve underneath. So that's, for me, it's a, it's a visual trick. I always look slimmer. If I can make the layering piece that's underneath it all sleeveless. I love a skinny black pant. Well, this winter, I found a secret. And you might look up the brand. It's called We Norwegians. And they do a super elasticized winter legging in stretch wool. So you get the leanness of a legging, you get the warmth of wool. Oh my God, I've worn those things to death. You know, I'm at a point in life where I kind of know what looks good on me and what is not going to. I don't experiment with 
uh, going way off the rails a lot. So um, I know that skimming on the bottom for me is a huge advantage. It kind of offsets my rubber tire middle. Um, these look like a lean wool trouser. So you may not want to get we Norwegians, but ski shops have variations of elasticized high spandex leggings with a wool content. They are magic. And boy, do they look good under a trench coat. So the next thing I'm going to say I can't live without is a really fashionable black puffer jacket. But I'm going to be honest, I haven't bought one for at least a year, if not two years. Why? It's too warm out. That's it. And quite frankly, puffers haven't changed that much. But the last one I bought was a black leather, faux leather puffer. I love that texture. I love wearing it with those wool leggings. I love wearing it with a cashmere twin set. And, um, you know, I think once you buy a, a puffer that you really love, and this one kind of makes me look like a giant marshmallow Michelin tire girl, but then I put on the skinny leggings and I'm all good to go. Um, that's another one of those pieces where you can invest in it. And as the weather does get warmer and we see that happening, if you buy the right one and you buy one you're really in love with, you don't need necessarily to buy another. Now, I don't mention skirts because I'm just not a skirt girl. I don't want to fool around with pantyhose and, and self-tanner on my legs. but. If you're going to buy a skirt, I suggest you buy a super simple midi skirt. A lot of what I see in Manhattan is a version of a J. Crew idea, which is a cashmere sweater dyed to match to a silk charmeuse, which is a form of sheen and sort of satin finish silk midi skirt cut on the bias. Ah, that's another thing. I saw at the fashion show, not only on the runway, but amongst the audience, which I actually found more interesting than the runway, dyed to match, monotonal, head to toe color. And I feel that that is what we call in the industry, quiet luxury. Now, I mentioned that, and I'm surrounded by fashionistas Saturday night at the runway show, and they're like, oh, quiet luxury, that's so old. But actually, for most of us, no, it's not. We're just coming into it. And quiet luxury is everything I'm mentioning here in terms of what I would grab if I had to move to a much smaller space and only have one closet, two colors, I could dress monotonal. I could dress all in cream or I could dress all in black or I could mix the two together. But I'll tell you what, there are no fashion exaggerated must-haves anymore. And nobody can tell me I must have it. If it's going to be a super high heel, I, I can't must have it because I'm not going to be able to wear it. 
That's why I was so happy to also see, this was amazing, on a Saturday night in Manhattan on Fashion Week, not one person in my immediate audience, and I had a view of maybe 75 to 100 people, not one high heel, not one. Every single woman was wearing some kind of fashionable but practical flat, some kind of identifiable high-end loafer or a very, very plain flat boot. So here is my advice. There's no real fashion trends anymore. Actually, we sort of set the fashion trends, and then they go up from street level and get adopted by couture, which makes you wonder why you pay so much money for them. Not really logical, but fashion was never meant to be logical. Choose your influencers. Maybe I'm one of them for you. Maybe you like my style. My style is and has evolved through the years to something very simple very clean, very classic. If I'm going to introduce color or pattern, I'm probably going to do it in a scarf or a kind of novelty handbag. I'm not going to purchase anything major that has a pattern to it because I know I'm going to get bored with it. And that pattern is going to change. I'm not a floral girl. Mm, I'm not really a plaid girl either. I want to put my money into items that I love as much 10 years from today as I do right now. And I'm saying to you, there are so many choices out there because there are so many influencers out there. And I'm very proud to be a silver-haired influencer, and I say, build your own style. And I always say the same thing, and this is terrible for the fashion industry, but go closet shopping. If you really want to know the truth, I was desperate Saturday night um, because it was just too warm to wear anything I'd chosen. And who thought it was going to be 60 degrees at 8 o'clock at night? in New York on February 10th. Absurd, I would have said. Well, it was. I I didn't even know I had the blazer in my closet. It was like, oh, what's that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It still had the tags on it. I'm ashamed of myself. But you know what? It was black. It wasn't heavy wool. It looked right. And, you know, altogether, I have to say for the entire outfit, I did not spend a fortune for that outfit. And there would have been a time, maybe five years ago, when I would have said, oh, my God, I need my totally new outfit. I'm going to Fashion Week. I'm sitting in the first row. And you should be representative of fashion. And you should take a cue from the brand, the collection that you're sitting in the first row for. Um, So I did. I knew their colors were black and cream, black and beige. That's what I wore. But I can just see my style is not set in stone. Yes, blazers come and go, and they get longer, and they get shorter, and they get single-breasted, and they get double-breasted. But I think at this point, I can be honest with myself and say, 
what I feel is worthy to invest in. So you got to know, ladies, there are an infinite number of choices out there. And by the way, one of the reasons why I bought wool ski leggings as a skinny form of a cotton spandex spring summer legging, but now I, I have it in wool and spandex, is because my waist is so big and my tummy is so round. I have an impossible time finding a pant to wear. And if I'd worn a regular old pant to that fashion show, the waist would have been digging into me and killing me. I would have had to have bought it in a size or two too large to get the waist to fit. I wanted something lean and spare. And I also knew I was going to have photographs taken. So I wanted something um, very minimal that created a great silhouette. Nobody knew I was wearing something from a ski shop. They just thought I was wearing a great fitting pair of pants. So along the way, knowing there are no more fashion rules, you can break rules. Get creative. Wear items you want to wear. Put them together. Shop your closet like I did for Saturday night. Find a hidden treasure you forgot you bought. Shame on me. And ask yourself this question. Who do I want to be? Because that is what fashion is all about. It's creating fantasy But for the public, when you walk out your front door, whether you're going to a dinner, a date night, a church event, a corporate meeting, you go maybe to the office once a week, you are setting your own personal truth and identity. And when you come off authentic, and trust me, to look good, to look right, it It does not take that much effort or a huge wardrobe. It just takes some attention and truthfulness towards yourself. What colors do you love? What identity do you want to have? Um, And you can do it and you can do it and have a lot of fun with it. So, you know, I, I got to tell you, it's probably been a decade since I've even looked at a Vogue magazine. And I haven't suffered because I look a lot at the um, at the influencers and the fashionistas on social media. I learn what I can do. Occasionally, I see a new idea and I'll, I'll kind of test it out. But remember one thing, fashion is yours to evoke. It's very personal. It's very much, even if you're just going out easily to just go to the supermarket and a couple of other little shops along the way, you never get a first chance, a second chance of first impressions. So even for my most casual days, I try to put on that perfect little fitting t-shirt and that perfect pair of DG2 jeans. And whatever layering piece I have on, you don't need to work so hard at looking younger. You just need to be a comfortable you in your own skin. And that's how I sum it up for Fashion Thursdays. You know what? Honestly, you can be your 
own favorite influencer. I know, honestly, I am for me. And I'm still having fun with fashion. Happy dressing, everybody. Happy New York Fashion Week. Thank you so much for listening to Too Young to Be Old podcast. The episode may be over, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Diane Gilman, or visit our website, thedianegilman.com. If you like the show, leave us a rating or a review, and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, don't forget, age is just a number. Together, we'll prove that we are all too young to be old.